It is time. I'm so excited. I'm excited because I don't know who the hell you're drafting. Well, I know. I've been, tell- I've been teasing you about it all day, but that's not what we're excited about right now. We're not doing – are we doing the draft special right after this? Yeah, that won't that, – that'll take us like five minutes. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. I, yeah, told, I, I told Kelsey, I was like, hey, do you mind if Marco and I record? And she goes, yeah, I'm going to chit-chat with her, her roommate for a little bit because her roommate had a bad day. And she was like, she needs some one-on-one chit-chat normal time. I'm like, fuck yeah, sounds good, whatever. Yeah, the the draft will only take like five minutes. It, it will take ten minutes if we take our sweet-ass time. Mm, which I'm sure we're going to be talking and stuff like that. I'm sure. Well, we don't have time limits. I know we don't, and that's. I'm sorry for what I'm about to do to you. (laughs) Oh God, what you're about to do to me? Nothing, but I added a last minute match to the show, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because you're going to laugh when you when you when this match happens. But of course, you decided to do that. I'm honestly not surprised in any way, shape, or form. You're going to laugh when the match. You're going to know what match I'm talking about when it happens. Am I? Yeah, and you're going to laugh. Can only how that is. I'm just, I'm just, I'm geeked. To be honest with you, I'm geeked. Well, you get to start out, and there's no countdown. You just go when you want to go. Uh, oh. For the listening, this is the first pay-per-views that we're doing, folks. These are the first two pay-per-views. The ruling is: if you get the first pick in the supplemental draft that month, which we go every other month. You go first that month with your pay-per-view. Yep, 110% is how it's going to work. And, you know, we're, we're fucking going for it right now, boys and girls. It's, it's, the, it's the first one. I'm, I'm so excited. I can't, kinda, I can't really control my, my, my emotions right now. And then immediately after this, we'll do the – the draft special on a separate episode, and then I'll have three episodes to um, adjust and to change. So I'll get those done as fast as I can. I went over episode three or episode four today while I was on my run, and there wasn't many things I needed to cut out or to change. It was honestly Didn't my music better, like through the recording, like when you listen to it. What did my music sound like? coherence this time it sounded fine except for i think your phone might have been a little too close to the speaker because i could hear feedback and the music kind of like like have like a wiring sound to it if you know what i mean by that yeah so you get what i'm saying by that I mean, yours is a little bit of the same way just i think yours was the opposite yours was a little too far away so it's one in the same it, it might it might have been um, I'm all, I'm also doing it on a separate phone and, um, you know, I had the volume a little low, probably could turn it up. I just didn't want my voice to not be heard over, um, the music. So I was kind of hesitant on it. All right. Well, let's get this thing started because this is going to be long. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get the Wi-Fi on this other phone to work so I can use my music. It just keep saying connecting because it's old and it's a piece of shit and it probably needs to be updated 
Probably. Yeah, this is like a this is like an, this is like an iPhone seven. Yeah, those are just starting to slow down, so that makes sense. Yeah, this is kind of a real big piece of shit. It worked really well yesterday, so I'm trying to figure out why it's taking its fucking sweet ass time today. So let me uh, just let me let me do this. Let me flip on airplane mode. Other than that, how was your day today? Oh, you know, um, might be joining the Wolf Pack, dude. If you actually get it, that, that same gig with me, I, that would. <laughs> That works perfectly well for both of you because you guys would do really well. You guys both getting into it and seeing how this stuff goes. Like, I'm thinking in the back of my head, damn, maybe I want to do this too on the side. I'd be making, I don't know how much Nate makes commission a month because like, he's like, oh, I made 1K in commission this week. And I'm not thinking like that's like normal. Um, um, he busts his ass off and then he also loses money by gambling. You know how much money he lost today gambling? Huh. He lost $350 20 minutes after work with Blackjack. Well, because I was talking to Kelsey about it, and I was like, if I can just bring home $500 a week in commission, I said I'd be making almost $20,000 more a year. Just by that? Well, because this, I think the base pay here is $16 an hour, if Nate said that correctly. He, he said $16 or $18. I think it was $16. Oh, he gets paid hourly and commission? Yes. Oh shit! Yeah, that's why I'm applying. I'm applying after we finish the pay per views. Like, I'm not playing. I honestly, as you should. That's that's a pretty good little ching, right? Yeah, there. it's pretty nice. I'm going upstairs to grab my phone charger. So if you hear the dogs bark, it's because the parents are going to do the live. So they're gonna go do what? The live. Oh, tell them good luck, and I love them. Blake says good luck, and he loves oh. you. Thanks. Yay! Hey, is your thing almost done? Because it's not fucking going. This is gonna piss me off. Well, you, we were do, we're doing this. <laughs> I want to do it with music so fucking bad. We're live, pal. Well, I'm gonna edit a, a lot of this shit out. I'm gonna edit so much of it. So actually, you know what I'm going to do to help actually. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> Shut up, dog. Can you hear me over the dogs? Yeah, I just had to close the door on them fuckers because they're being so dick goddamn loud. Dude, Nell and Nal are just ridiculous. Nell is not. Nelly is. Oh, Nell. Yes, yes, yes. Nelly is. Nelly is very, very fucking. N- Nelly's terrible. N- N- Nelly is just. I, I don't even know. Yeah. Because I'm actually going in the room in the basement and shutting the door. <laughs> Smart king. Wise king. Gracious king. He, wonderful king. Because I got a clipboard. I got a bottle of water. I got a you laptop. A clipboard? Well, remember the. Remember when I wrote down the original rosters? Yes. I did it on paper. Okay. And oh. so I have that clipboard. I'm keeping a record of rosters and trades and all that stuff because I think it'd be fun information to go over later on. Because we can do like a special at the end of the season be like, what was the most monumental trade? What was the worst trade? What was the dumbest drop? What was the smartest pickup? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Like that. 
Well, okay, I have finally connected to the good Wi-Fi, and everything is loaded and ready to go. And if it's not, there will just be a pause, and I'll just have to edit it out. So fuck it. Yeah, we can always edit it out. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, because I'm going to edit out a lot of this shit. All right. <clears throat> I would like a countdown for this just because it uh, just kind of get me in the mood and the mindset. So you want to give me a countdown, sir? All right, let's do this. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever PCW pay-per-view Too Hot to Handle pre-show kickoff. I am the Knight and the Chosen Son. Welcome to this capacity crowd at Comerica Park, Detroit, Michigan, for the first ever PCW pay-per-view Too Hot to Handle. The Knight and the Chosen Son go over the cards for the night. It is certified to be an absolute real slobber knocker of the night as we have Tommaso Tampa facing off against the Dark Orders <clears throat> against the Dark Order in a handicap match. Johnny Gargano looks for revenge against Adam Hangman Page in no disqualification match. And we will crown three brand new first time champions as the tag titles will be decided in a triple threat match between FTR, Red Dragon. Red Dragon and the Death Triangles, Penta and Ray Phoenix. The first ever women's champion will be crowned as Bianca Belair faced off against Asuka. And the first ever world champion will be crowned as Finn Balor faced off against the leader of the Death Triangles, Pac. And the self-proclaimed belt collector, Kenny Omega. That is all for you tonight and so much more. Let's get to our first match of the night as we begin our pre-show. <laughs> to start out the night, we have the fallen angel Christopher Daniels in a one on one contest. He is looking to get on track against Y2J Chris Jericho to start off too hot to handle pre show. Y2J Chris Jericho coming out. The crowd gives a nice pop to the in-ring veteran. The crowd is heavily favored to Jericho. Jericho begins his walk to the ring with a mic in his hands. The music cuts off. He goes, Detroit Rock City! The crowd gives a pop for the hometown love. Welcome to PCW is Jericho! Jericho gives a look to the ring as he walks up to the steps and into the ring. Christopher Daniels, you uh, you seem like you've uh, seen better days as of late. I mean, I get it. We are both on a losing streak. It happens. It happens. However... You want to know the difference between you and I? The crowd goes, what? I said, you want to know the difference between Christopher Christopher Daniels and Y2J? What? Goes the crowd. Daniels has his hands on on his hips, head tilt back, looking at Jericho, confused as all can be. Jericho looks at Daniels and he says, the difference between 
Christopher Daniels and I is one, I don't have baby oil, oil all over my chrome dome. <laughs> the crowd goes, what? Two, I actually have talent. What? And finally, but not least, unlike Christopher Daniels, my losing streak is coming to an end because I am Chris Jericho. Drink it all in, man. And Daniels has officially had enough. He begins to attack Jericho as the ref rings the bell for the match to begin. Daniels is on the early offense on Jericho. Daniels locks in various arm drag holds, various shots to the body, a few headlock takedowns. Really has Jericho off his game since the match has started. Daniels has Jericho in a side headlock as the crowd starts to get behind Jericho. The slope clap begins as Jericho is starting to begin a rally. Jericho stands up. Gives a desperation side slam, forcing Daniels to release the side headlock as both men are slow to get to their feet. Once on their feet, Jericho and Daniels are exchanging back and forth blows. The types of exchanging blows where the crowd boos Daniels and yays Jericho's punches. Jericho then runs against the ropes. Daniels drops to his stomach. Jericho goes over Daniels. Daniels stands up, goes for a standing dropkick, but Jericho hangs on to the ropes, forcing Daniels to crash and burn. Jericho then picks up Daniels, hits a fury of punches, and hits a standing dropkick of his own. Jericho then climbs to the top turnbuckle and hits a diving cross body as Daniels stands up. Jericho is then picking up some steam. He runs to the ropes, hits a lion salt, goes for the pin, but gets a near two fall, new, near two count fall. Jericho goes to lock in the walls of Jericho, but Daniels is able to get out of the hold, gets up. Gives a poke to the eye of Jericho. The crowd begins to boo Daniels. The ref gets involved, warning Daniels of his shenanigans. Daniels goes to grab Jericho, but is blindsided with a spinning back elbow by Jericho that damn near knocks a tooth out of Daniels. He is completely stunned, leaving an opening for Jericho to hit a code breaker. Jericho goes for the cover. The crowd is ecstatic, and the count and counts out loud. One, two, three, as the ref slaps the mat. Here is your winner, Y2J, Chris Jericho. I'm going to be honest. Until you mentioned your pre-show, I totally forgot that you had Chris Jericho. I know, eh? Uh, <laughs> I completely Jericho forgot. Keeps his, Jericho keeps his word and ends his losing streak. What a way to kick off too hot to handle as we go into seg three, which is our second and final match of the two hot to handle pre-show this one will for surely be a real slobber knocker of a fight as two of the most harder hitting and physical wrestlers of pcw will go one-on-one -on -one as cesaro will be facing shinsuke nakamura both of these men are crowd favorites no real losers here in the bout as each men are sure to bring their full arsenal into this one Technical difficulty. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Swiss Superman Cesaro. Cesaro is by far, pound for pound, the strongest wrestler in the business, arguably. But don't let that fool you. He is just as agile in the ring as the cruiserweight. As Cesaro gets into the ring, awaiting Nakamura's entrance with that side-to-side -side neck crank, that crank that he does. 
And now Shinsuke Nakamura comes out to the ring. He's got his hands crossed over his, in front of his face. And just as the music's about to get, the crowd starts singing his theme with him. Oh! is absolutely eating this up as he makes his way into the ring. Cesaro and Nakamura have a nice little stare down. The ref rings the bell for the match to begin. The two wrestlers give each other a nod, a quick little fist bump, and go right into a collar elbow tie-up. Nakamura finds out that it is not the greatest way to attack the Swiss cyborg, Swiss cyborg as he quickly locks in the side headlock. Nakamura gets out of it, pushes Cesaro into the ropes, but is met with a shoulder block knocking Nakamura onto the mat. Cesaro runs into the ropes. Nakamura falls to his stomach. He gets back up and hits Cesaro with a falling arm drag. It is such a fast Reaction velocity that actually sends Cesaro to the outside of the ring and stuns Cesaro with how quick Nakamura is. Nakamura is standing in the middle of the ring and, ta- and taunts Cesaro with the classic, come on! Taunt, we all know too well. Cesaro smirks, gets back into the ring as the match starts to heat up. Later on, we see both men in the opposite corners of the ring. Both men are heavy breathing and panting. Cesaro's chest is beat red from the kicks and strikes of Nakamura. Nakamura has his hands on his lower back from the power slams and holes of Cesaro. Cesaro runs at Nakamura. Nakamura ducks the attack, quickly turns around, and begins unloading strikes to the body of Cesaro. Cesaro drops to the mat, and Nakamura hits bad vibrations onto Cesaro. Nakamura turns around to get a pop from the crowd, but as soon as he turns back around, he is met with a running corkscrew uppercut from Cesaro. The crowd gives a huge oh from the impact. Cesaro picks up Nakamura and hits him with a flurry of uppercuts. Nakamura returns the favorite with a flurry of leg and body kicks. Both men are leaning on each other forehead to forehead. They each begin to slap each other over the head, on the neck, on the shoulder, and onto the face. Nakamura runs into the ropes, but Cesaro lifts Nakamura into the air and hits that classic standing uppercut. Cesaro goes for the pin. The crowd chants with the ref. One, two, and Nakamura kicks out at two and three quarters. What a match this is to close out the pre-show. Cesaro is in absolute disbelief. He signals to the crowd that it's time to go swinging. Cesaro grabs Nakamura's legs. But Nakamura attempts a roll-up pin. Cesaro quickly kicks out before a one count can even start. The momentum of how fast he kicked out sends him a little uncontrolled over to the corner. As soon as he turns around, he is hit by a Kinshasa knee strike out of nowhere. Nakamura with the cover. One, two, Three, as the crowd counts out loud and gives a standing ovation to each man for what could be the match of the night, and it was just the pre-show. We pan over to the announcer's table as Caden and Trey give a special thank you to Detroit's very own I Prevail once again, providing their hit single, Come and Get It, as the official theme song for two Hot to handle. 
With the song playing over the sound system, the beginning of the main card goes underway as the first match will begin shortly as we send it to our ring announcer, Lori Beard. Take it away. (laughs) 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is for one fall. One fall, the crowd yells. And it is a no disqualification match. The crowd gives a huge pop for the match announcement. They know this is going to be an absolute banger. In this contest, there are no rules. Anything goes, and the winner will be determined only by pinfall or submission. Adam Page music hits. The crowd gives an obvious boo to Page as he makes his way to the ring. Page has been showing a very different side of him over this past month. The character change of him has been very noticeable to everyone within PCW. Page enters the ring as we await for the Rebel Heart Johnny Gargano. Gargano's music hits. He gets a huge pop from the sellout crowd at Comerica Park. It is the heart and soul of PCW. He is Johnny Gargano, but his music is cut off abruptly. As soon as Gargano hits the stage in the entrance ramp, Paige makes a pre-match attack attempt as he rushes towards Gargano. Gargano catches the attack and launches his own counterattack, tossing Paige into the guardrail between the walk ramp slamming his head into the side of the rail, and even giving a suplex onto the steel ramp. The crowd is going absolutely wild as Gargano tosses Paige into the ring as the ref rings the bell for the match to officially begin heading into Seg 5. Into Seg 5, Gargano is launching a ruthless attack on Paige, a fury of clotheslines, various headlocks, ankle picks, wrist locks, and knee locks, showing why he is Johnny freaking wrestling. He is just wearing down Paige in every way he can think of. Johnny tosses Paige into the turnbuckle. He stands on the second rope and begins delivering punches to the forehead of Paige as the crowd counts the punches. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. As Johnny winds up for the 10th one, he looks over the Detroit capacity crowd but takes a little too long as Paige tosses him over the top rope crashes and burns onto the outside of the ring onto the floor with a very loud thud Paige takes a minute to collect himself before he goes on the offense Paige goes to the outside where Johnny is slowly getting up he grabs Gargano and slams his head off the ring apron Paige then lifts Gargano up and delivers a back body drop Onto the ring apron. Again, you can hear the crowd go, oh, as the camera is on Gargano in agony. Paige uses the match stipulation to his advantage here. Paige begins with a chair to the back of Gargano. He is relentless with the assault. By the end of it, the chair is bent in half, and he sits it right side up. Paige grabs Gargano, lifts him up. But is then stopped with a knee to the head by Gargano. Gargano counters the hold with an insiguri to Paige. Paige stumbles onto the chair as if he's sitting upright on his own. 
Gargano notices Paige is out cold while sitting on the chair. He gives a smile to the camera, looks at the crowd as the crowd is erupting for him. Johnny places a second chair onto the chest of Paige and delivers a running super quick super kick, very similar to the shades of DIY. The crowd gives a pop for the move. Gargano grabs Paige, sends him back into the ring, and begins to look under the ring as Johnny pulls out a table. The crowd starts chanting, We want tables! We want tables! Johnny slides the table into the ring. But as soon as he does, Paige gets up and delivers a big boot to the side of Johnny's face, knocking him back out of the ring. Paige sets the table up in the center of the ring and goes back out to get Johnny. Paige Iris whips Johnny into the steel steps with a thunderous thud. The damage is being done all to Johnny's back as <clears throat> has got to be taking a toll. Paige now looks under the ring and finds a bull rope. Paige wraps the bull rope around Johnny's throat and begins to choke him. He then Iris whips Gargano into the barricade with the rope still around his neck. Paige drags Gargano into the ring by the rope around his neck. Both men are standing in the ring as Paige lifts up Johnny and smashes him with a discus forearm. Gargano is dazed and gone, it looks like. His eyes are rolling in the back of his head. Paige moves, to, moves the table into the ring post corner. He is signaling it over. Paige is now lining up for that slingshot lariat. As Johnny gets up, Paige jumps onto the ropes. But Johnny uses the bull rope that's still wrapped around his neck to pull Paige off of the top rope and into a super kick by Gargano. Oh my god, the crowd chants, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Very similar shades of that Shawn Michaels sweet chin music to Shelton Benjamin. Gargano gets to his feet and realizes this is his chance to put an end to Adam Page. Page uses the table to prop himself up. And as soon as he stands up, Johnny Gargano hits a double running knee, putting Paige right through the table. Johnny puts Paige in the middle of the ring, locks in the Gargano escape. Paige is fighting and fighting. And then Gargano grabs a piece of the broken leg from the table and puts it over the nose and mouth region of Paige while still in the Gargano escape. Paige has no choice but to tap out as Gargano's music plays. Lori oh, wow. yells, here is your winner, Johnny Gargano. I would have bet money that Gargano was not going to go over. What a hellacious match to kick off too hot to handle. Johnny has finally plucked the thorn from his side. That was Adam Hangman Page. Into seg six. We are backstage. Technical difficulties again. <laughs> we are backstage with Copenbriel is standing with the Dark Order. Johnny Silver and Vance 10. Big handicap match up for you guys tonight as you get ready to take on Tommaso Ciampa. The Dark Order is feeling confident in their numbers, but no Ciampa has their number as of late. Copeland asked 
what do they expect the outcome to be tonight? Johnny replies, I expect to bring home a win to the dark. We will make Champa join us. They all will join us by force or by submission. It is our fate to have those join us. The Dark Order walks off from the interview towards the ring as we go into Seg 7. Join the Dark Order. We have the Dark Order's music hits. Vance and Johnny are standing at the top of the entrance ramp. Hand raised up with that half-open hand signaling the join us hand gesture that they hope to create tonight by starting out with Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Ciampa's music hits. The crowd is mostly silent as the psycho killer makes his way to the ring as Champa has this sadistic blank stare towards the Dark Order as he walks down the ramp, climbs into the ring. Now we need to let you guys know, this is a traditional handicap match. The Dark Order has to tag in and out while Champa is by himself. This is not a tornado handicap match. That's such a good theme. I love it. Johnny Silver begins the match as he bull rushes Champa into the corner. He begins to slam his fist into the back of Champa. Johnny turns and yells at the crowd. Johnny is really trying to get the crowd over, but as soon as he turns around, he is met by a thunderous running knee to the chin as Champa begins a ruthless assault. Champa begins stomping on the hands, the ankles, the back, and the wrist and head of Johnny Silver. Johnny begins crawling to make a tag. Champa is smiling at Johnny's agony, crawling to make the chat make the tag. As Champa begins clapping his hands together and is allowing Silver to make the tag to a fresh Vance 10. What the hell is going through that psycho's head allowing a tag to be made to a fresh partner? Vance enters the ring as Champa is still laughing as Vance charges him. Champa ducks the attack, follows it up with a clothesline into the ring corner, and begins a fury of attacks. Champa places Vance on top of the turnbuckle and lands a top rope suplex on Vance. Johnny runs in to help Vance, but is thrown over the top rope and is then kicked to the midsection and then brought between the middle of the top and middle rope and is then planted with a DDT. Plants. Silver face first into the ring. Vance goes over to check on Silver, but that would be proven to be a costly mistake. Champa then hits a running knee to the back of Vance's head, damn near knocking him unconscious. Champa lifts up Vance, hits the fairy tale ending, goes for the cover. The ref gets to the two, and Champa raises Vance's hand on purpose for a kickout. As Champa gets a sick smile over his face, he looks at the crowd and then for the second week in a row and for the third time in this month, he locks in the Gargano escape. Again, he is using 
Johnny Gargano's signature submission hold to pick up the victory. Vance has no choice but to tap out. Here is your winner, the psycho killer, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa is continuing his psychotic path of destruction through the PCW landscape heading into SAG 8. That is the exact same way I would have booked that match. It makes it, it makes sense, right? It's like we're if you hear a couple noises, I'm putting my clothes from the washer to the dryer. So shut up. <clears throat> now we head in, we head into seg eight as we go to our color commentator group. This is the night Caden Van Strat with the chosen son Gerald Trey Draper with a special thanks to our sponsors. We would first like to thank. Josh's frogs. I saw this coming. You want a viper gecko? A Cameroon day gecko? How about a green keel bellied lizard? Contact a sales rep today for all your exotic cravings. <laughs> we also want to thank G&H Salon. You want some bougie overdone overdone nails all while being pampered by the best in the Freeland area? Call 989 989- 573-8361 for your free consultation phone call. Up next, we will determine the first ever PCW Tag Team Champions as FTR faces off against Red Dragon and the Death Triangles Penta and Phoenix coming up next. We head into Seg 9. Death Triangles music plays. And here they come. The Lucha Bros, Penta and Phoenix, looking to further make a name for themselves within PCW. Now remember, their leader, Pac, is in the world title match tonight. Can they take all the gold tonight? Let's see what comes of it. FTR's music plays. And here comes the newly recruited members of Kenny Omega's new Bullet Club, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood. These guys know tag team wrestling. All fists, no flips. They want the tag team gold around their waist, probably just as much as anybody in the business. Red Dragon's music hits, and the crowd gives a pop as they are the clear fan favorites in this match. It is Dance Away by the Damn Valentines. ROH shout out. Red Dragon is looking for revenge on both the Lucha Bros and FTR tonight for the last few weeks of bad luck they've been having. Red Dragon is looking to turn it around here tonight. Now, this is a triple threat tag team match. The rules are there are three men in the match at all time. A member from each team starts. However, the legal men in the match can only tag their tag team partner. We begin our match with Phoenix, Fish, and Cash. All three of these tag teams have very different styles, 
that are sure to clash here together tonight. The Lucha Bros have a very high-flying Lucha style as FTR is fist to the face, rough and tough style, and Red Dragon uses a combination of locks, holds, and strikes. We shall see which style prevails tonight. We begin with a small companionship as Cash and Phoenix team up on Fish. Phoenix and Cash hit a double suplex on Fish and throw him to the outside. Phoenix and Cash begin exchanging blows. Phoenix throws Cash into the ropes to hit a releasing spinning arm drag. Cash crawls to his corner and tags in Dax, a quick tag. Phoenix goes over to his corner and also quick tags in Penta. Penta comes in and hits the Penta Cerro Miedo hand gesture as the crowd participates with him. Cerro Miedo. Dax charges Penta, Penta ducks. Tosses him into the ring corner and lands a splash onto Dax. Penta lines up Dax and delivers a thunderous chop across the chest of Dax. He begins wincing, grabbing his chest. Penta then hits a second, a third, and a fourth chop. As you can see, the welts are just piling up on Dax's chest. Dax rolls out of the ring, where Bobby Fish begins the attack onto Dax. The two exchange blows as Penta hits a two Pay con Hilo onto both men on the outside. The crowd comes alive for the move with chance of holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Penta again hits the Cerro Miedo hand gesture. Penta then tosses both men back into the ring. Penta begins working on Dax as Fish makes the tag to O'Reilly. O'Reilly comes in blazing hot. A running knee to the side of Penta. A couple open hand palm strikes to Dax and goes back to the offensive on Penta. O'Reilly arm drags into an arm bar on Penta. The ref is asking Penta if he wants to tap. Penta's saying no. The notes noticeable on Penta's face as Dax comes in and breaks up the hold, then begins unloading a double axle fist onto the chest of O'Reilly. Penta goes to crawl over to Phoenix to make the tag but is stopped by Dax with a stop to the injured arm that O'Reilly had in that armbar submission hold. Dax goes right to the work on the injured arm, a few more stomps, a wrist lock with pressure on the upper shoulder of Penta, and turns it into a schoolboy roll-up with a breakup by O'Reilly at a two-count. O'Reilly arm drags Dax into the ropes. Dax ducks and then catches KOR, into a spine buster. Now all three men are down. The crowd begins to clap for the teams as they are surely getting behind this match. Now all three men make a tag to their respective partners all at once. Fish comes in, clotheslines clotheslines Cash, runs into the ropes, and gives another one. He does this three times and begins to gain momentum when Phoenix hits a -a tilt-a-whirl head scissors jumping from the top turnbuckle. Phoenix then runs to the ropes, jumps over it, and hits a springboard spinning back kick to Cash as the crowd gives a pop for Phoenix's aerial assault. Phoenix grabs Fish and sets him up for a Canadian destroyer. Oh my god, we should have called this a looter destroyer instead. Phoenix goes for the pin. One, two, but the pin is broken up by Dax Harwood. All hell begins to break loose as O'Reilly hits a running knee into Dax. Penta jumps in and hits O'Reilly with a Pentagon driver. Penta hits the Cerro Miedo hand gesture to then be hit 
with Sleeping with the Fishes by Bobby Fish. Bobby begins looking for Phoenix. Phoenix comes out of nowhere with a springboard middle drop kick. Fish rolls out of the ring. Phoenix is the only man standing in the ring as Cash begins crawling into the ring. He goes to swing at Phoenix. Phoenix ducks. Phoenix hits a kick to the stomach and then hits a brain buster. He again goes for the cover only to be stopped at a near fall by Dax Harwood again. Dax again with the second save of the match for his team. Phoenix then delivers a super kick to Dax. Phoenix climbs up to the top turnbuckle. What is he about to do? When all of a sudden, Fish also climbs up, grabs Phoenix's foot as the two exchange fists. O'Reilly climbs up and over Fish to deliver a suplex to the outside on top of Penta. Oh my God, the crowd again starts chanting, holy shit, holy shit. This is the type of action you can only see on PCW. Fish climbs into the ring off the top turnbuckle to only be met and delivered. Dax a kick to the middle rope as the rope is then split in between Fish's legs. It's a low blow, basically. Finch is Fish is hunched over as Dax and Cash set up for the Shatter Machine. Cash goes for the cover, and it is a one, two, three. Here is the first ever PCW Tag Team Champions. Here are your winners. Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood FTR. I was really pushing through for Red Dragon. Caden, the knight comes over and says that damn FTR cheated. What? They did not trade yells. What are you talking about? They did not cheat. Caden goes, that was a blatant low blow, and you know it, Trey. Trey goes, not at all. <laughs> Trey goes, not at all. The ref never called it. It's all fair game. Caden goes, well, I still don't like it, says the knight, as FTR head up the ramp with the titles in the air. Well, if the knight had the wrestling knowledge that the Chosen Son has, there's no disqualifications in triple threats. That's why Trey got at it, man. He's a Chosen Son. <laughs> he He's just the enforcer of Superstar Championship Wrestling. He's JR. <laughs> We go into SAG 10. We are in the back with Willow Kay as she is preparing to interview Bianca Belair. Willow asks, Bianca, how are you preparing for the Empress of Tomorrow? Asuka, as they will go one-on-one for the PCW Women's Championship. Belair claims she already knows that she is the ES of PCW she goes on to say how only losers and squares are the ones who are never truly ready because unlike them she is undefeated and not scared of Asuka at all as she walks away from the interview heading into SAG 11 SAG 11 we are in the backstage locker room area as FTR is showering each other with champagne. We did it, Dax. I'm so proud of us. I always knew we could. 
and we did because we are the best tag team in this business. Cash, I love you. I just can't believe we beat those four B-rated wrestlers. You can feel the sarcasm coming from FTR. They knew they were going to win all along when all of a sudden a ahem comes from the side camera angle and it's Kenny Omega. Omega walks up to them and he goes, boys, 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 I'm proud of you. Tonight was meant for us. Tonight is the night we show that not only are we destined to run this company, but we are destined to run the wrestling world with nothing but gold around our waist. We are Kenny Omega's Bullet Club. And that, my brothers, is a little too sweet. As the three hit the too sweet hand gesture as Omega walks off seg 12. Oh, you hear that hair whip? The hair whip? Oh, Oh, I just, wow. <laughs> Bianca Belair's music hits, and that signals it is time for the EST of PCW. Bella Belair begins her walk down the ramp, the classic braided ponytail hair swinging in her hand. The crowd gives her an ovation as she prances into the ring, getting ready to face the Empress of Tomorrow. Oscar music is playing over the speakers. The crowd gives an even louder pop for the Empress of Tomorrow. Oscar makes her way down the ramp with her trademark mask on, the big baggy coat, and the sway swinging movements of her arms and body. She enters the ring, takes off the mask, gives it a slight bite to the top of it, jumps down. And it is now all business for the Empress of Tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, this contest is scheduled for one fall. One fall! Yells the crowd. Shut up. And it is for the PCW Women's Championship. Introducing first, from Knoxville, Tennessee, she is the EST of PCW, Bianca Bell Air. Crowd gives a solid ovation as both these women are crowd favorites. Introducing second, from Osaka, Japan, she is the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. The crowd again gives a louder pop for the Empress. Bianca begins to realize that the crowd is a little more behind Asuka and gives a small nod as to say, okay, she knows where she stands with them, but doesn't care because she's the EST. The bell rings and the match begins. The two lock up in a collar elbow tie-up. Bianca uses her strength to drive Asuka into the corner of the ring. The ref breaks it up after a four count. They lock up again, but this time Bianca pushes Asuka to the other side of the ring with such force. Bianca waves her fingers at Asuka, slaps her hands together, and chants E-S-T. Asuka smiles as they lock up again. Bianca pushes Asuka to the ground. She runs over to the ropes. Asuka turns and drops to her stomach. 
Bianca goes over her. Asuka stands up as Bianca hits the other side of the ropes and gives a spinning back kick to the midsection of Bianca Belair. Asuka is taking advantage. Asuka runs to the rope. Now Bianca drops to the mat on her stomach. Asuka runs over her. And Bianca gets up as Asuka hits the other side of the ropes. And this time Bianca hits a standing drop kick. The crowd gives another solid ovation as the two are both dialed in. We fast forward to Bianca Belair in control of Asuka. She has Asuka in a side headlock as the crowd is trying to pep up Asuka. Asuka begins to get up, but Bianca uses her strength to land a hip toss while still holding in that side headlock. The impact forces Asuka's shoulders down. The ref counts and Asuka raises her shoulder after only a quick one count. Asuka begins to get up. She gives an elbow to the midsection of Bianca. Another one. And another. And finally, a fourth one forces Bianca to let go. Asuka then runs to the ropes. Bianca goes for another standing drop kick, but Asuka hangs on to the ropes as Bianca crashes and burns. Asuka begins unloading backhand sla- slaps to the side of the head of Bianca. She delivers kicks to the body. Asuka lands a spinning kick to the side of Bianca. Bianca is now stunned and on one knee. Asuka runs into the ropes and hits a running hip attack. She hits the Bellican. Asuka goes for the cover. One, two, but Bianca kicks out at a near fall as Asuka is all smiles. She shakes her head and begins her next offensive attack. Asuka lifts up Bianca, hits a spinning back fist. Damn near looks like it knocked out a tooth of Bianca. Bianca is dazed. Asuka runs into the ropes. Bianca ducks the attack. She runs into the ropes and hits a spear. Bianca hits a spear on the Empress of Tomorrow. She goes for the cover. One, two, and a kick out by Asuka. Bianca looks stunned. The crowd goes wild and starts chanting, This is awesome. This is awesome. These two are leaving it all on the table for the right to be the women's champion. Bianca starts clapping for herself. She keeps reminding herself that, again, she's the EST of PCW. Bianca goes to pick up Asuka. She puts Asuka into a standing vertical suplex. The crowd begins to count the seconds. Asuka's in the air. One, two, three, four, five. And the crowd begins to cheer for the impressive show of strength being presented by Bianca. Asuka starts to teeter back and forth as she's able to. To break out of the vertical suplex, she lands behind Bianca and immediately goes into the Oscar lock. Oscar has the Oscar locked in the middle of the ring. Bianca is refusing to tap, though. The ref goes to Bianca. He's asking if she wants to tap. Bianca saying no. She's saying no. Oscar is screaming. She's letting out everything that she has. The ref is checking on Bianca. He lifts her arm up, but Bianca's still fighting. She's still fighting. He asks him for a second time, do you want to quit? Do you want to tap? Bianca's saying no. Asuka lets out a shriek as loud as the crowd is cheering. Bianca's arm goes limp. The ref double checks the arm. He looks at the timekeeper's table and he tells them to ring the bell. Ring the bell. Bianca is out cold. We have our first ever PCW Women's Champion. And it is the Empress of Tomorrow. Here is your winner, Asuka. Asuka is officially on the top of the mountain here in the PCW Women's Division.
heading into SAG 13. We go into SAG 13. We're in the locker room area. As we've seen Finn Balor walking down the hallway to the ring as the main event is next. Balor, Pac, Omega, the PCW World Heavyweight Championship is on the line. Pac's music hits. The PCW World Heavyweight Championship has officially started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the triple threat match for the PCW World Heavyweight Championship. Introducing first, representing the Death Triangle, he is the bastard, Pac. Pac makes a slow and methodical entrance into the ring, his long black hair covering his face, and just a look of sheer determination. Introducing next. He is the self-proclaimed belt collector. He is the five-star matchmaker. He is Kenny Omega. Kenny points his finger to the ring, shoots his hand into the air, takes a bow, and begins his walk to the ring. Omega is looking beyond cocky and confident as he takes a seat in the corner of the ring as we await the third member of this triple threat. Introducing third. He is the prince. Finn Balor. Balor gets a huge pop from the crowd. He is the favorite in this match. The crowd knows they want him to walk out of here as the first ever PCW World Heavyweight Champion. He's making his way to the ring as he is draped in his signature leather jacket. The music cuts off. All three men are now in the ring. The ref rings the bell as you can feel the intensity in the air. The three men have a classic stare down. As they look back and forth at each other, seeing who will make the first move, as Pac makes the first move as he blitzes towards Balor. Balor ducks Pac's attack and sends him over the top rope, leaving just Balor and Omega in the ring. Omega begins to smirk. He looks at Balor. He puts up the two-sweet hand gesture towards Balor, but he is not having it. Balor slaps Kenny's hand away, grabs the back of his head, and delivers forearm to the head of Omega. Omega is retreating into the corner as Balor, Balor continues strikes to Omega. Balor lines up Omega and delivers a massive chop to the chest. The crowd goes, woo! Balor lines up Kenny again for a second chop as the crowd repeats the woo chant. Balor goes for a third chop but notices Pack on the ring apron on the outside. 
He runs over the pack and delivers a clothesline. Pack again falls back off the ring apron and onto the outside floor. The distraction by Pac gives Kenny enough time to hit a running axe handle to the back of Balor as Omega goes to work on the offensive side. Omega starts to dominate Balor with a series of holds and submission locks. Kenny puts Balor on the outside of the ring apron and delivers a thunderous boot to the head of Balor, knocking him to the outside. Pac goes to pick up the pieces of Balor as they are both on the outside floor. Pac throws Balor into the steel steps, knocking Balor out of commission for a little bit as Pac gets into the ring as he and Omega have another stare down. Kenny shoves shoves Pac, but is then but is then hit with a spinning back kick to the midsection of Omega, stunning him. Omega is on one knee as Pac runs to the ropes and hits a running insiguri to the side of Omega's head. Pac goes for the cover, but is only met with a short two count. Pac then proceeds to hit Omega with a suplex. He picks up Omega and unloads a fury of leg strikes connecting to the legs, arms, midsection, and then hits a roundhouse dropping Omega for the second time. Pac goes for the quick cover, but is again met with only a quick two count. Pac begins yelling at the ref, but is then met with a with a double knee strike off the top rope by Finn Balor. Balor goes on to the attack of both men. Pac is in one corner and Kenny crawls to the other. Balor hits a running knee to Pac and then a running dropkick to Omega. Balor is absolutely on a roll here. As Pac is the first man up, Balor drills him with the Pele kick, dropping him to one knee. Balor then picks up Pac to go for a 19-16, but is stopped by Omega with a running boot to the face. Kenny picks up Balor and hits him with the you can't escape. It's a rolling fireman's carry into a moonsault from the middle rope. Omega goes for the cover. One, two, but the count is broken up by Pac. Pac tosses Omega into the ring post and lands a snap suplex into a superplex and then hits a German suplex. Omega is absolutely flattened by that combo. Pac then hits a standing corkscrew shooting star onto Omega. He goes for the cover. One, two, and it is a near fall as Omega gets the kick out. The crowd is electric here at Comerica Park. The crowd begins to chant again for the second time tonight. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is very entertaining. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited for yours. Pac stands up and is hit with a running double leg kick that sends him to the outside by Balor. Balor then hits a suicide somersault senton onto the outside of Pac. Both men are down for the moment. Peck and Balor begin to get up slowly as Kenny Omega then hits a moonsault from the top turnbuckle onto the two men. The crowd pops again with another holy shit chant. All three men are down. Who's going to get the upper hand here? When all of a sudden, the PCW Tag Team Champions make their way out. FTR put Omega back into the ring and begin attacking Balor and Pac. It's a triple threat rules, ladies and gents. No disqualifications here. As the attack continues, Ray Phoenix and Penta come charging out to attack FTR, and then Red Dragon follows shortly after. And are having their own brawl on the outside as they begin making their way through the crowd 
leaving Pac and Balor on the outside floor with Kenny still in the ring. Pac is the first one to join Kenny in the ring. Pac and Kenny begin trading blows. Kenny ducks a strike by Pac, then turns him around, goes for a quick schoolboy roll-up with the tights. One, two, Balor breaks it up the count. The prince is seething mad. Ballard hits Kenny with a Pele kick. He picks up Pac, lands the 19-16 into Devitt's end. It's a high-angle Fujiwara armbar. Pac is fighting with everything he has left. Pac is crawling to the ropes. He's right there. Pac is reaching and reaching for the rope. Ballard is, however, able to turn him away from the rope. The crowd is popping for Pac to tap. Pac uses his last bit of energy to be able to get his tippy toes onto the bottom of the rope. It forces the ref to break up the hold as Pac hangs on. But what kind of damage has been done to Pac? Balor looks at the fans. He finger gun points at Pac, climbs to the top rope, puts the too sweet hand gesture into the air and hits the coup de gras onto Pac. The impact of the landing, however, forces Balor to roll over Pack. Balor then stands up, turns around to go for the cover, but is hit with the buckshot lariat by Adam Page. What the hell is he doing here? It's Adam Page. He lost to Gargano earlier tonight. Page is just staring a hole into the lifeless body of Finn Balor. The crowd is stunned silent. Kenny Omega goes over the bat. He sets himself up for the one winged angel and it connects. Omega goes for the cover. It is a one, two, three. Kenny Omega has done it. Kenny Omega is the first ever PCW World Heavyweight Champion. Omega is standing tall on the turnbuckle as Pack and Baller and Baller are still down on their backs. Omega is all smiles and tears as Paige is still staring a hole into Baller. Omega goes over to Paige, gives him a hug, but Paige weirdly doesn't move at all and the theme music stops. Is this not over? Omega puts his hand slowly up into the air he puts his hand into the too sweet hand gesture now as we remember last week adam page has supposedly lined himself up with with omega in his bullet club but is seeming hesitant here kenny then begins to smile and adam page also smiles and hits the too sweet hand gesture Sure, as well as the theme music starts playing again. Oh, what an absolute son of a bitch that Adam Page is, yells Caden. What a night. What an ending to Too Hot to Handle. Is this a dawning of a new era? Is this Kenny Omega's Bullet Club era here on PCW? Damn it all to hell. As the night finishes that sentence, the camera pans to the PCW logo in the bottom corner of the TV, signaling the end to the first ever PCW pay-per-view too hot to handle. Good night, 
everyone. End of show. I thoroughly enjoyed that show, and I can say in complete confidence that your pay-per-view is going to be longer than mine. And that's saying something. <laughs> I was not fucking around with this. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do this. And I, I took about 50 minutes. I really was only shocked by Johnny winning. Everything else I, I expected, but that's in the, the most complimentary way possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tried to throw no real curveballs here, uh, except for, you know, had to had to throw in had to throw in that Johnny Gargano dub. I got some big plans for him coming up. You know, I want to set him up and have him feel good for something that could potentially happen later, you know. Right, right, right. Well, I enjoyed that. That was that was good. That was that was a good job for your first pay per view. I thought it was weird that it was in segments, but I needed to break it up, or else I would have went brain dead. Oh, I get it. I get it. Like yeah, I'm mine's gonna in, lose my mine's shit. Mine's taking about forever. Well, whenever you're ready. <laughs> oh, I am wet for it. You can sit back and relax, and uh, I can start. I will give you a countdown in five, four, three, two, one. What is this? Hello, everybody. This is your owner, Marcus Perez. We're here live in the home of the six-time world champions, the New England Patriots. We are live from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Subtract two from those world championships. We're going to have four champions crowned tonight. This is Hyper Pro Wrestling. This is live from Pay-Per-View, Highway to Hell. Thank you for ACDC from the album itself. Here is the title, Track Highway to Hell. And if you can hear it, guys, they are performing here live. Rest in peace, Malcolm Young. He is not here for obvious reasons. But tonight, we're sponsored by Miley's Boutique and the Lapeer County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> Shouts out to Deputy Dan Stratford's generous donation. Keep up the good work putting those cronies away. This is a great occasion tonight. We have oh a team that God. may not be a team again. Four women want to prove themselves to be the queen of this beautiful sport that we all know and love. Three tag teams will do battle on a ladder match, and we will have the semifinals for the most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling. Let's get down to the ring. We have ring announcer Nate McNamara here. He is in a suit with a bow tie. The following contest is a semifinals match in the Hyper Pro Wrestling World Championship Tournament. The winner will advance to the finals, where the winner of that match will become the inaugural Hyper Pro Wrestling World Champion. All right, here he is, kicking off tonight with a qualifying match for the main event. It's the mayor of Claymore County. It's Big Daddy Claymore, Drew McIntyre, who's been nothing of dominance this whole tournament. He defeated Randy Orton in his first round match in the Murderhawk Monster Ranch Archer in the second. That put him in the position to be here. Um, doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that he has had the most impressive um, victory so far. 
Um, but he faces the challenge tonight, as uh, as he has to win twice to become the champion. He gets in the ring, does his pose, the crowd goes electric, and the music starts to fade, and then we hear this. And his opponents from the prehistoric jungles representing the Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus comes out. He's got Jungle Boy on his shoulders here. They dap up, and then he tells him, you know, I want to do this on my own. Um, Luchasaurus defeated Edge and Christian to get to this point, but not without controversy. But it wasn't Luchasaurus's fault, you know. Uh, can he shock the world and prove himself tonight in the finals? We're going to find out, folks. All right. The crowd is going electric. Ding, ding, ding. The bell rings. Both men walk up to each other. They stare into each other's eyes with complete seriousness. Drew pumps up and does his pose. Luchasaurus flexes and sticks out that green as hell tongue. Drew punches Luchasaurus. Lucha punches back. They punch back and forth. They go back and forth, just giving each other all they got, and they both back up. They clap themselves, and the crowd just starts clapping like some New Japan shit. Lucha goes for a kick, and it's dodged. Drew goes for a big boot, and that is dodged. Luchasaurus goes for the clothesline. Drew doesn't move. Luchasaurus says, let's see what you got. And Drew gives the forearm to Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus no-sells that, and they both stand there. The crowd claps again. Drew cracks his neck out of frustration. Luchasaurus roars to the crowd. This is sports entertainment, folks. Drew forces Luchasaurus to start chain wrestling, and that is where McIntyre gets the advantage. Drew does a couple of wrist locks, headlocks, you know, simplistic wrestling maneuvers. Uh, he picks up, he goes to pick up Luchasaurus, and Lucha hits him in the gut. Then Luchasaurus gains control of this match. Um, and starts using some mixed martial arts offense against Drew McIntyre. He's hitting the big man like a heavyweight. He starts chopping him, starts kicking him, punches him, starts putting him in submissions. And Luchasaurus is actually gaining control of this match. This is the Luchasaurus we needed to see, folks. He's hungry. This man wants to be the champion. They start going at it. Uh, for a few more minutes, and you know, at this point, they're going back and forth. No man is really uh, in control of this match. Uh, Lucha goes up for a choke slam. Boom! He connects on Drew McIntyre. Lucha goes for the pin. One, two, not today, folks. Drew McIntyre is surviving. This awakens Drew. He starts hulking up like Terribalea, and uh, no matter what Luchasaurus does, McIntyre just eats it. It's like that move uh, Biden Pokemon where the where the opponent just attacks the opponent and the opponent takes it and unleashes it back. That's what McIntyre does. And he mounts the comeback. Boom. Hits a Claymore out of nowhere. One, two, kick out. Luchasaurus what? is still alive. The crowd cannot believe it. Stop. This is awesome. This is awesome. Drew picks up Luchasaurus and goes for a future shock. But Luchasaurus gets out of it. Sidekick. Lucha goes for the pin. One, two, kick out again. Luchasaurus is pacing the ring in frustration because he knows he's just not doing enough. And he goes to um, set up for a choke slam. But as soon as Drew McIntyre gets up, he gets out of the maneuver and he hits Luchasaurus. 
with the Future Shock DDT. Drew gets in the corner. One, two, three. Claymore. Boom, and it connects. One, two, three. Thank you. Drew McIntyre advances, but let's take nothing from Luchasaurus. Uh, let's play the let's play the music here. Um, because Drew McIntyre just had a battle with Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus has definitely earned his stripes here um, in Hyper Pro Wrestling, proving that he belongs uh, in this position in the company. Uh, Luchasaurus is down. You know, Drew helps him up. And they shake hands. Drew speaks him some words of encouragement. Luchasaurus does the sportsman-like thing to do. He raises Drew's hand and points at him, rolls out of the ring, and Drew McIntyre is one one away, guys, from being our first world champion. All right. The next contest is a tag team match. If Edge and Christian lose, they can never team together again in hyper pro wrestling. But if the Hurt Business loses, Lashley must forfeit his contract with hyper pro wrestling. Oh, no. First, I want to back with this theme, guys. This is legendary tag team Edge and Christian. They've done it all in their careers. You know, they have both conquered the main event separately and the mid-cards winning respective titles and other promotions. They have also won the tag team titles and other promotions multiple times, you know, through TLCs and whatever they had to do. But they've been walking this beast that is Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley has recruited Ricochet. You know, they're walking out in their big, goofy glasses from circa 2000. Um, they're having some fun here tonight, but they need to get serious. Um, well, their friendship, it can continue, but not in the wrestling ring. All right. Out comes Bobby Lashley with his new associate of the Hurt Business, that is Ricochet. And no one would have thought that Ricochet would be the one to join Bobby Lashley, but it's looking like Ricochet wants to be taken a bit more seriously here in Hyper Pro Wrestling. All right. They get in the ring and Lashley's pointing to them saying, your time's up, boys. And, you know, Edge and Christian – they're getting more serious. You know, they're, they're still poking some fun uh, at the Almighty here. All right. We're off. Lashley and Edge start the match. And Edge is fighting his ass off, but Lashley is here for a purpose. Edge is getting banged up here. So Edge, Edge gets out, and he tags out to Christian. Now Lashley starts making an example out of Christian. Ricochet is on the side of the ring laughing. You know, Ricochet doesn't even need to get in this match right now. Bobby Lashley has so much built-in rage um, that Ricochet is here for the, you know, in his mind, for the easy W. They think they have an advantage here. Lashley eventually lets Ricochet in on the fun, tags him in. Ricochet toys with Christian, but out of nowhere, Christian hits a kill switch to Ricochet. Lashley is in complete disbelief, and he tries to come in to help but he's met with the spear by Edge. The crowd starts coming alive as Edge and Christian take over this match. Edge and Lashley start fighting outside of the ring. Christian and Ricochet are the legal men inside of the ring. Christian starts mounting some offense of his own. Um, and on the outside, we see Lashley take over and throw Edge into the stairs next to the ring. Lashley gets up on the apron and the referee turns his attention to him. 
Christian starts yelling for the ref's attention. But wait, it's that bitch again. It's Jade Cargill. She's appearing from the crowd, and she runs in the ring, unknown to Christian, and she gives him a low blow. Christian falls to the floor. Jade tells Ricochet to get on top of the rope. Ricochet hits that double somersault onto Christian, and he goes for the pin. Lashley gets off the apron. The ref turns around, and it's one, two, three. As the Hurt Business get a big statement win with the help of Jade Cargill. Let's play some music here, folks. And they are all celebrating. They're raising each other's hands. As for Edge and Christian, they can never team together again. Um, but the seemingly strong Hurt Business, uh, they're here to stay in Hyper Pro Wrestling. You have to wonder what's next for them after this dominant victory here. I know oh. something they don't know. Yeah, that's going to be great. All <laughs> right. My foot are low-key because I'm, like, sitting on the floor so I can get equal volume into this microphone. All right. The following contest is a semi-final match in the Hyper Pro Wrestling World Championship Tournament. The winner of this contest will go on in the main event to face Drew McIntyre for the Hyper Pro Wrestling World Championship. It's on Spotify now, folks. It's the new Adam Cole theme. I don't gotta wait for it. It is. Oh, it's hot. Here comes Adam Cole, who is accompanied by his girlfriend, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. He defeated Jungle Boy in an actually pretty fair contest, and then he almost got a free pass but instead had to defy the odds and win a triple threat match where he came out victorious. But um, can you stop the machine, Brian Cage? Uh, remember, Brian Cage was assaulted last week on Mayhem. What kind of condition is he going to be in? All right. And then we got to listen to the path of Cage. And here is Brian Cage who has been nothing short of impressive. He's selling as he's walking down to the ring. But wait, it's the masked man again. They have chairs. They're beating the hell out of Brian Cage again. And he's getting ambushed. They are just beating the hell out of him. They go down, give him just the business here. And then at this point, Sting runs out and shoes them away. The masked men run away scared. We can't even get a good look at these men. We don't even know their size. We don't even know what they look like. They are in complete disguise here. You know, Sting and the medical staff come out. They're checking Brian Cage. Can Brian Cage continue, guys? Brian Cage gets up and says he wants to continue. And Sting says, are you sure? Cage says, yeah. You know, Cage is beat up. He's beat the hell up, guys. But Sting says, all right, if this is what you want. And Sting goes to the back. Brian Cage gets in the ring, and he's holding his chest. The referee makes sure he wants to start the match again. Cage says, start the damn match. The bell rings. Cole just starts to laugh. But then Cage just gives him the most serious look in the world. He's a tough son of a bitch. He starts running towards Adam Cole. And Cole gets out of the ring, starts running outside of the ring, and then uh, Brian Cage starts chasing him. 
Cole goes to slide in the ring, but his foot is caught by Brian Cage. Cage pulls him out so much strength that he whips him against the barricade from the pretty much from the apron. This is crazy. But the referee's counting. Uh, both men need to be careful. The count is about four right now. Cage is just trying to go and just beat the living hell out of Adam Cole. Cage rolls in to break the count, rolls back out, goes to punch Adam Cole a couple more times, leans up, up, up against the barricade. The count's at about five right now. Cage goes back to get some momentum, goes to run into the barricade, but Adam Cole moves, and Cage takes out the barricade. Counts at about seven. Cole looks at the ring, and he gets himself together and gets in the ring. We're at about the eight count. Brian Cage is so tough. He gets up. Nine walks towards the ring. Cage goes to get in the ring, but unbeknownst to the referee, there is someone under the ring holding his foot. The ref can't see it. We get to the count of 10. Brian Cage is counted out. Adam Cole wins the match by count out, guys. Uh, Brian Cage goes, what the hell? He slides out his foot. We forgot about Britt Baker. Britt Baker slid underneath the ring and knew this was going to happen and prevented Brian Cage from winning the match. And Britt Baker just looks at him and waves bye-bye. By this point, Adam Cole is out of the ring. He's already in the back. This is bullshit. We are getting so sick and tired of Adam Cole winning these matches through complete bullshit. But what can we do, guys? What a disappointing loss for the machine, Brian Cage. In the main event, we have Adam Cole versus Drew McIntyre. That's hot. Thank you. Backstage, um, we have uh, backstage correspondent Kelsey Snyder. Um, and uh, she was she's, she's with Edge and Christian. Uh, they both look shocked and upset. And she says, hey, guys, um, what's next for you? And they're both kind of at a loss for words, kind of mumbling, stuttering, tripping over their words. And then they look, and Bobby Lashley, Ricochet, and Jade walk by with champagne. Bobby says, we're having a party tonight, guys. And Jade goes and gets two, guess which two losers aren't invited. Ricochet looks at them and says, these two. <laughs> then he goes, washed up pieces of shit. And then they walk away. Edge and Christian look, and they go, I mean, are, are we washed up? Is, 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 is this it? And then they kind of just – and then Kelsey goes, so back to my question. What's next for the both of you? They both look at each other. Christian goes for a handshake. Edge pulls him in for a hug, pats him on the back. Go, you know, he, he, he steps back a couple steps. They nod. Edge goes to the right. Christian goes to the left. What is next for them? We don't really know. <laughs> and then we cut to Sting, who says, although I'm not happy with that interference, I'm going to stick with the referee's decision. As I could tell from being back here in Gorilla, that he could not see the, the angle that Britt Baker was at. I'm going to honor that decision. So tonight, it's Adam Cole versus Drew McIntyre. And that is going to be for the Hyper Pro Wrestling World Championship. All right. I'm so excited to do this match. <laughs> the following match is the gauntlet match oh for God. the Hyper Pro Wrestling Underground Championship. The rules to this match are two men will start the match. Then when someone is eliminated via pinfall, submission, countout, or disqualification, a new man will enter the match. The last man standing will be crowned 
the inaugural underground champion. All right, who is going to start this match? Oh, we know this man was in the match. This is the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. He picked up a big win with their Jurassic Express last week. Um, and he's proved that he's hungry here. And he's an excellent performer, an outstanding athlete, but he has to defeat five men to become the champion. Can he do it? Uh, we're about to find out. He gets in the ring, shoots his arrow, the flames shoot out. Um, and he's ready. The rock star is here, and he is ready. And who is his opponent to start off this gauntlet? Oh, yeah. It's Jungle Boy. Priest looks and claps his hands. They are buddies. He's excited to face his friend. But it's all business tonight. Um, I guess if you want to, if you have to face one of your boys, you better defeat him first so you don't have the title necessarily on the line in the beginning. Um, Jungle Boy's tag team partner, Luchasaurus, fought valiantly tonight. But he lost against Drew McIntyre. Um, so can Jungle Boy bring some gold to the Jurassic Express? All right, these two, the bell, I mean, ding, 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 the bell rings. And we have a split crowd, half retaining for Priest. You know, we get, let's go, Priest, Jungle Boy. Let's go, Priest, Jungle Boy. You know, they dap up, you know, they're boys. And then, you know, they start circling each other. Um, despite the difference here, you know, Jungle Boy is holding his own. His, uh, his speed and quick offense is helping him stay in this one. Um, but Damien Priest, you know, his size does take control of this match. Um, and, you know, Jungle Boy's looking a little bit weak. You know, Priest, you know, he's going to put his friend out of his misery. He's not going to sit here and just beat the hell out of him for no reason. Uh, he gets Jungle Boy up for that finisher reckoning, and he hits it. Goes for the pin, but Jungle Boy's foot is underneath the rope. Uh, Priest goes, man, goes to drag him over. And very quickly, Jungle Boy rolls him up. One, two, three. Priest is eliminated from the gauntlet match. Jungle Boy advances. Priest is in disbelief, but he you just laughs. Him over? He just laughs and points at him and says, I'll get you next time, bro. And then he says, You better win the title so I can come for you for the championship. All right. Who was the next entrant in the gauntlet match? Oh, no. Jungle Boy's beat up, and he is the face. Everybody dies. It's the Murderhawk monster, Lance Archer. Lance Archer has that bottle of water doing that New Japan entrance, spitting on people in the crowd. He comes in. This man is hungry. And uh, Lance Archer gets in the ring. And Jungle Boy's quick offense he was using against Damian Priest is not working for Archer. Archer's fresh as a damn daisy. Archer just picks him up for a quick choke slam. Boom. One, two, three. Jungle Boy is eliminated. Who is next in the gauntlet match? This is entrant number four. Bro. Oh, my God. It is the original bro, Matt Riddle. Riddle's walking out. Uh, he didn't smoke any weed tonight because he needs – to get some gold. So he's pretty sober, but he's still having some fun. He's walking out, strutting. Um, although he kicks his flip-flops out on the outside of the ring because he cannot afford to be ambushed by Archer. 
Um, you know, and uh, Arch is not having this fun tonight. It looks like Riddle means business as well. Um, he gets in the ring. Um, and Lance Archer just goes for a quick choke slam and he connects, goes for a quick pin. One, two, kick out. Not so fast. Riddle is also fresh. Riddle gets up and pushes him and says, Bro, not cool. Archer goes for him, but Riddle hits him with a high knee in the mouth and Archer starts to bleed. Um, he checks his mouth and yells at Riddle. Everybody dies, and he clotheslines Riddle to the mat and starts stomping him. He picks up Riddle, um, but Riddle goes to roll him up. One, two, kick out, um, and these men just stare off again. Um, and then Archer goes for the big boot on uh, Matt Riddle. Riddle ducks, hits the rope, another high knee, and um, Lance Archer's getting fatigued, and his mouth is just more bloody. Riddle is going for that uh, that headlock he tried on Brian Cage last week, and this is fatiguing the Murderhawk monster. But the Murderhawk monster backs Matt Riddle up into the turnbuckle a few times pretty hard until he falls on his back and he's laying in the corner. Archer runs, and he gives him a boot to the face, but Riddle moves. Riddle takes advantage and, tried to, and does another running knee to the face. Um, the Riddle backs up, and he drop kicks Lance out of the ring. Goes up to the top rope and does a floating bro onto him. The crowd loves it. Riddle picks up Archer and goes to roll him into the ring. But Archer counters and gives Riddle a choke slam on to the side of the ring. And then he and then he throws him in the ring. And then Lance Archer again. Everybody dies. He does another choke slam. This man wants to win this match. One, two, three. Lance Archer has defeated two men in a row. Um, you got to think, like, could anyone stop uh, the Murder Hawk monster tonight? Um, we're going to find out as we're going to see who the next man in this match is. Who is it? It is freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Entrant number five here is Orange Cassidy. Um... Orange Cassidy's lazily walking down to the ring. Archer's saying, hurry up. I don't have all night. I'm trying to win this championship. Um, you know, uh, this is Orange Cassidy. He does this little barrel into the ring, and the crown is chanting, freshly squeezed, freshly squeezed. And he walks up to Archer and puts his hands in his pocket. Archer says, are you fucking kidding me? And then he takes his hands out of his pockets, and the crowd boos. Boo. Archer says, Fight me like a man, you bitch. And then he slaps Orange Cassidy, knocking his sunglasses off. And you know what this means. He's pissed. The crowd goes, ooh. And Archer laughs until Cassidy slaps him back. Um, Archer starts. Archer stops laughing, and Cassidy slaps him again. Archer's had enough of this, and he goes to punch Orange. But he dodges him, hits the rope, gets some air. Orange punch. Archer is not down yet. Orange gives him another orange punch. And Archer bounces into the rope. Slumdog Millionaire. One, two, kick out. How is Archer still alive? This is his third opponent tonight. He just got the business from Matt Riddle. Lance Archer gets up and shakes it off, but very slowly this time. Everybody dies. And he hits Cassidy with a big blue, flinging him across the ring. Archer gets, in, gets him into the corner and starts stomping him away, reminiscent of Steve Austin. He picks him up for a choke slam, and he goes, oh, no, 
I'm putting him away for good. And he lifts him as high as he can in the air. He's going for like a super choke slam. Oh, no, this is going to be over quickly, guys. But Cassidy somehow wiggles and gets out, does another orange punch. Are you kidding me? Archer is on all fours, and Cassidy can't believe it. These men get up, stare each other in the face. They start punting each other back and forth. The crowd is going nuts. Archer pushes him and says, bring it, Cassidy. And then Cassidy hits the ropes again, but Archer also hits the ropes at the same time, and they hit a double clothesline. After a couple seconds here, both men get up. Archer has had enough of this, and he goes to grab Cassidy. But out of nowhere, it's a slumdog millionaire. One, two, three. No. Cassidy has put away the murder hawk monster, and Cassidy is beat the hell up. But he's got one more person to face. Who is the last man in this match? We're waiting. The lights go out. Who who is this? We see some red lights come on. Cassidy, you can just see the sweat coming off his face. And out comes a behemoth of a man. It can't be. This man has not appeared in mayhem thus far. That's Kyrian Cross. Oh, my fucking Kyrian God. Cross is here, and he is the final entrant. He is not in that demolition-looking bullshit. He is here in his NXT getup, and he is walking down to the ring, and he gets in, and the crowd is chanting, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. And Cassidy is just, he's in awe here. And then the match starts. Cassidy's trying to stand up and fight. And he goes to do his slow kicks, but that is a terrible option. Cross grabs his leg, spins him around, gives him a cross jacket. Orange Cassidy is out. Here is your winner and the inaugural underground champion of hyper pro wrestling it is Kyrian cross i'm glad you fixed that Kyrian cross wins and no one even knew he was on the roster in his debut match Kyrian cross has won the hyper pro wrestling underground championship all right we cut backstage, uh, and we have our backstage correspondent, Kelsey Snyder, who is caught up with Adam Cole. Adam Cole says he outsmarted his opponent, and he will be the first world champion. But he quickly runs off, and we, and the camera peers over, and it's Brian Cage trying to chase him, but Cage is just tired. And then Kelsey goes to interview Brian Cage. You know, she's, she's here to interview somebody. Uh, and then Cage goes to say something, but he stops and he makes eye contact with someone who is out of the distance. Who is he making eye contact with? It's none other than Adam Cole's opponent tonight. It's Drew McIntyre. They have a stare off. Drew says, you know, I wish I was facing a man of honor like you, Brian. You know, I wish it was me and you tonight. This is the match that the people wanted and they're being robbed. And Cage says, well, after you kick his ass tonight, how about I get the first shot? 
Drew smirks and says, you're on, pal. And they shake hands. And we cut back to the arena. The following contest is a fatal four-way for the Hyper Pro Wrestling Women's Championship. And... Making her second appearance tonight, it's odds. Uh, Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, she thinks she's the favorite here. Adam Cole's in the main event. Um, will they become a couple draped in gold? We're going to find out tonight, guys. And her opponent? Tony Storm. Tony Storm could become the women's champion tonight. She showed that she hasn't shied a back down from a challenge, and she actually will go down in the record books for having the first victory here in the women's division and on uh, in hyper pro wrestling. Uh, can she win tonight and become the first champion? This theme is garbage, but it is what it is. Outcomes of fan favorites: the tank is driving through the entranceway. It is Shotzi Black Blackheart, and she is here to make a statement. Um, she is not afraid to take a risk, but where will her daredevil tactics cost her the contest? Because um, for, for her, it's all or nothing. And then the final entrance. Last but not least, it is the boss, Sasha Banks. Wait a minute. She has someone with her as she points to the entranceway. It's Snoop Doggy Dog. It is Snoop Dogg, her cousin. He's performing here live, guys. What, what, a, what, an, what an event we have here. You know, she's one of the best women's performers ever, but can she survive? Snoop Dogg wraps her to the ring, um, and they dap up. And he goes to the back, wishes his cousin good luck. He says, good luck, cuh. All right. The bell rings, and we see Tony Storm and Britt Baker roll out. You know, they're being heels, being smart. But this is leaving Sasha Bakes and Shotzi to start. And they're fine with it, you know. The first pinfall or submission wins. No disqualification, no countout. You know, they're going at it. But once they start locking up, they're ambushed by Storm and Baker. You know, they feel pretty confident about themselves. And they seem to have formed an alliance here. They work together to get Shotzi out of the ring. Now they're onto Banks. They team up for a double suplex, double close, clothesline. They, uh, you know, they take turns doing maneuvers here. And Tony goes up to the top rope to taunt. But while she's doing that, Britt sneakily goes in for the pin, but it's cut short as Tony Storm rips her off. And she's like, what are you doing? Britt says, we're here to win this title. And they start arguing, but they don't notice Shotzi Blackheart's climbing the top rope. And she dives onto both of them. Shotzi goes for the pin on, Breaker, on Baker, but it's broken up by Tony Storm, who just reaches over and does the pin save. Storm um, picks up Shotzi, goes for a Storm Zero. But Shotzi reverses it into a Hurricane Rana, and Storm flies to the outside. Um, she gets up, and she's quickly hit with the knees to the back by Banks, but then Banks is thrown out by Britt Baker. Britt goes for the pin. One, two, kick out. Britt goes for her finisher on Shotzi Blackheart, that locked jaw, but Shotzi tries to roll her up with the reverse. One, two, kick out by Britt. Shotzi is then attacked by Tony Storm, and Sasha Banks enters the ring as well, and we have an all-out brawl. 
you know, we have a few momentum shifts in this match for the next few minutes. Every woman is getting her shine here tonight. Um, and then we get to a point where Tony Storm is alone in the ring with Shotzi Blackheart. This was the first match of Hyper Pro Wrestling in the women's division, folks. That was a, um, an all-time classic. She gets her up for the Storm Zero, and it connects. But she's caught off guard because Sasha Banks is back in the ring, and she hits that bank drop. Sasha is looking strong here, and she waits for Storm to get up for the bank statement. She hits the knees to the back, and Tony is struggling in this submission move, and she's about to tap. When Britt Baker comes in and hits a last shot, courtesy of Adam Cole, baby, on Sasha Banks. Sasha is out. Britt puts the glove on, gets the submission lock onto Tony Storm, puts the hand in the mouth. Tony is fighting. She's fighting, but she has no choice but to tap out. Here's your winner and the inaugural women's champion. And Piper Pro Wrestling, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. All right. Britt Baker, she, she, you know, she celebrates. She grabs the title. She, she said, you know, she had some Nostradamus stuff going on. She said that she was going to win it back. She did just that. All the women go to the back, and Britt, being Britt, grabs a microphone. She says, I told you all. I was the best woman in this division. Hell, I'm the best woman in the world. There's going to be no one that takes this belt off of my waist. What in the hell? You did not pull a surprise uh, appearance. It's the man. It's Becky Lynch. The crowd is going insane. It looks like she's seen a ghost. Becky gets in the ring, and they have a stare-off. And Britt comes back to being a bad bitch. The crowd is chanting, yes, yes, yes. Britt looks at her and says, bitch, who the hell do you think you are? And she goes to hit Becky with the belt, but Becky dodges it and gives her a backsploder. Becky picks up the belt. Puts her foot on Britt Baker and holds the belt up in the air. Becky Lynch is hyper pro, and it looks like she is the next challenger for the women's championship. We cut backstage with backstage correspondent Kelsey Snyder. Ladies and gentlemen, the first ever hyper pro wrestling underground champion, Karrion Cross. Cross just stares intensely at Kelsey. Um, she doesn't even have a chance to ask him a question because he's interrupted by Lance Archer. Lance Archer says, you know, if you had faced me instead of Cassidy, you wouldn't have been so lucky, right? Cross says, last time I checked, you got pinned by Orange Cassidy, and I kicked Orange Cassidy's ass. Cassidy then walks by, says nothing, but he, but he points at the belt. Cross says, you know what? It doesn't matter if I would have came out at one, two, three, or four, because I would still have this, and he slaps the belt. He says, how about this week on Mayhem? I'll beat the both of you at the same damn time, and I'll put this title on the line. Tick, tock. And he walks away. Archer looks at Cassidy and says, by the way, kid, hell of a fight tonight. 
and then he walks away, and then and then Cassidy looks at Kelsey, gives him the thumbs up, and then we cut back to the arena. I hate Orange Cassidy, but I'm actually not minding how you're booking him because I hate, in my opinion, how he's just a gimmick. Right. All right. The following is a triple threat ladder match for the Hyper Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championship. It's a super kick party tonight in Gillette Stadium. It's the Young Bucks as the streamers shoot from the top. They do their double flex pose. So signature. You know, they fare pretty well in ladder matches. Um, but will they make history tonight and become the first ever champions? We're going to find out as they have two other teams to face. Their opponents. It's the Good Brothers. You know, former fellow members of the Bullet Club, Gallows and Anderson. You know, and they are setting their family bond to the side tonight as they want to become the first ever tag team champions here. Um, can they win? We're going to find out. And then we got some uh, pop punk here. It's the Motor City and Machine Guns. You know, can the Bullet Club drama get these guys an opportunity or will it go against them? Perhaps the Bucks and the Good Brothers will be distracted without doing each other and the Motor City Machine Guns can become the first champions. You know, time will tell. All right. Ding, ding, ding. The bell rings. We're off. All three teams, they're off in the ring, saying whatever shit they can say. But to no one's surprise, we saw this coming. The Bullet Club alumni take off the Motor City Machine Guns. It's no surprise it's just one extra team out of the equation. Now the chances are about 50-50 for the time being. Gallows and Anderson throw Saban out of the ring while the Jackson Brothers take Alex Shelley out of the ring. Now we have a two-on-two contest. The Good Brothers go to two-speed the Bucks, but the Bucks step back all hesitant, but then they try to sneak in a double super kick, but the Good Brothers grab their feet. They know them all too well. You know, they traveled in Japan together. They've been on the road. They know every trick in the book. You know, they catch a few of the Jackson brothers, throw their legs on them. They begin an assault on them. Matt Jackson hits the mat and rolls to the outside. Nick Jackson is now facing the Good Brothers. Um, you know, Gallows throws him to the rope. Jackson rebounds off the ropes, and he ducks a clothesline from Gallows, hits a drop kick on Anderson. Anderson now rolls out of the ring. Jackson tries to hit a crossbody on Gallows, but Gallows catches him and military presses him over the top rope, throws him into his brother, you know, and then Gallows um, is standing tall, bridges his hands in the air, you know, and then he's met with a double drop kick by the Motor City Machine Guns, and he goes over the top rope by himself. Uh, Alex Shelley goes to the outside and grabs a ladder, while Saban stays inside very smart to make sure no one can come in the ring. Um, but Saban, uh, he turns around. He's met with a super kick by Matt Jackson. Jackson then does a baseball slide into the ladder on the apron, knocking Alex Shelley over. Matt Jackson then brings the ladder into the ring himself, and he sets it up. He starts to climb the ladder, but Carl Anderson quickly gets on the other side and climbs as well. They're exchanging blows um, as they try to grab the title, but the title is now swinging like a pendulum. 
back and forth. No men can seem, can seem to grab the title at this point. The Tuz momentum is just too fast and too out of whack for them. Then we start to see the ladder tip. It's the Motor City Machine Guns. They tip the ladder over, but they don't have time to pick the ladder back up as Gallows is back in the ring. And he hits them with a big double clothesline without him noticing Nick Jackson is back in the ring with another ladder. Jackson puts the ladder over his head and runs into Gallows. Gallows is down. The guns are back up. Nick uses similar offense on them. He hits Saban, but Shelly ducks and does a sweep kick on Nick Jackson, and Nick falls down, and his neck hits the ladder. The crowd goes, ooh, what a bump by Nick Jackson. That one's got to hurt. Saban takes the ladder and sets it up and starts climbing, but he's ripped off by the machine gun Carl Anderson. And then he pulls him down, and he gives him a big cutter. Anderson does the machine gun taunt, but then he's met with a super kick by Matt Jackson. Jackson is then drop kicked by Chris Saban. Saban looks across the ring to see Doc Gallows is back up, and he tries to run up the ladder really quick. But Gallows grabs Saban off the middle of the ladder and gives him a power bomb onto the other ladder laying in the ring. Gallows, however, turns around and sees that this ladder was tipping over and losing momentum, and this ladder falls on top of Gallows, and he falls down. Every single man is down. They all get their stuff together, and a third ladder is brought into the ring. Um, and, you know, we have three ladders set up where any man can grab the title from, uh, you know, from any point on any ladder. Um, and then, uh, you know, they're all brawling. They're brawling. And then the ladder with Chris Saban and Carl Anderson falls, and both, hen, both men hit the mat pretty hard. Um, and then Gallows is knocked off of the ladder by Matt and Nick Jackson at the same time. Gallows is down. Um, and then Nick Jackson gets on top of the ladder that he is on, which on the other side is Alex Shelley. And then out of nowhere, Nick Jackson looks at Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson nods. And Nick Jackson gets on top of the ladder and gives Alex Shelley a destroyer off of the ladder. Oh. Holy shit. Oh. Can it be the lone man standing at the top of the ladder is Matt Jackson? And he grabs the titles. Here are your winners. And the inaugural tag team champions of Hyper Pro Wrestling, the Young Bucks. Makes sense. Matt goes to pick up Nick, and these men are obviously in pain, but they're smiling as they just made history. They are our first tag team champions. All right. At this time, we pretty much got two commercials for Miley's Boutique and Buyer's Auto Detailing. You know, that's our side sponsor. That's our father Dale's business. Um, and then we get a click it or ticket from the Lapeer County Sheriff's Office, um, paid for by Deputy Van Strat. Oh, my um, God. And then we're in the ring. And uh, as far as we know, guys, we have one more match left. What? What is Joey Janela doing here? Ooh. Joey Janela, he is here and he walks to the ring. And Joey Janela grabs a microphone. He says, you know, I thought when I was the final pick for Hyper Pro Wrestling that I was going to get some opportunities. But instead, I really am Mr. Irrelevant, aren't I? I get two matches. Brian Cage 
kicks my ass. Drew McIntyre kicks my ass. And you know what? Perez, Sting, I'm sick of this shit. So you know what? I want you to send someone down to face me right now. And I'll do you better. If I don't win this match, I quit. All right. Janela, I guess, impromptu matches, throwing his career on the line. Who is he going to face? Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's the Viper Randy Orton. Janela is sitting there waiting, waiting. But then he's turned around. RKO out of nowhere. Rep is there. Shrugs. One, two, three. Make George now fired. George now is gone. He's no longer a member of Viper Pro Wrestling. Orin gets on the top rope and he poses. And the crowd is going, na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Bye, bad boy. <laughs> and he's going, no. No. And then he goes, I like the Giants anyways. Fuck you guys. And he goes to the back. The crowd goes, boo. And then we get a Mac Jones chant and all this other stuff. All right. We get a video package recapping the whole entire tournament that led to this moment. And now it is time for the main event. Out comes the commissioner, Sting, with the belt. The crowd is clapping. Thank you, Sting. Thank you, Sting. And he uh, he's here. Sting gets in the middle of the ring. He grabs a mic and he says, tonight was one of the most historic nights in all of wrestling history. You know, everyone will be watching this match. I just want to thank you, fantastic fans. And it's time for the main event. He hands the belt to the, to, to the referee. He waves. And he goes to the back. The following is a match. For the Hyper Pro World Championship. Oh, Are you ready for this, baby? Main event time. I'm horny for it. <laughs> All right. Out comes Drew McIntyre. Drew is being very hesitant as he does not want to be attacked by any masked men. Um, but it looks like they're not around. So Drew's in the ring. And if you're a betting man of who's performed the best, you're going to put your money on Drew McIntyre tonight. Drew's in the ring awaiting his opponent. But if I'm you're, bobbing my head right now to this. I'm rocking out so hard. If you're betting on the smartest man in the tournament, you may want to consider putting your life savings on Adam Cole. He has outsmarted everyone on the way here. And he's faced adversity, and he somehow found a way out. Both men get in the ring. It is main event time, folks. Ding, ding, ding. Adam Colster is offered Drew McIntyre. Drew says, Adam, I don't respect you and how you got here. And for everyone you screwed over on the way here, I'm about to kick your ass. Cole laughs and does the Adam Cole, baby. And then they back up into their respective corners. It's just them two out here. There's no Britt Baker. There is no masked men. It is mono e mono here. They lock up. McIntyre is just too strong. He gets Cole into a headlock. The referee counts to four. Drew has to break it up. 
Drew does it again. Same result. Cole goes into the corner and tells, tells the ref he needs a second, and he thinks he might be hurt. The referee thinks that he may not be able to go on. Drew goes, whatever, and he turns around. But as soon as Drew doesn't pay attention, Cole runs and gives him a chop to the lower knee, taking out Drew's knee, and the Scottish warrior falls to the floor. Um, and um, Adam Cole is stomping on the leg, working on it. As Drew McIntyre goes to get up, Cole hits that shining wizard there. That last shot goes for the pin. One, two, not so fast. Adam Cole gets frustrated and goes to stop on McIntyre some more. But Drew gets up and starts taking over this match. All right. And uh, Drew is just pounding him, pounding him, pounding him. Pretty much giving Cole what he deserves, if you want to put it that way. Um, And, you know, McIntyre has control of this contest. But he's starting to feel that fatigue from earlier. And Adam Cole starts mounting a comeback. But McIntyre puts it to an end relatively quickly. McIntyre is just too big. Um, he's just too big here, guys. And he has been watching that you know, that match from earlier. And he's not falling for any of Adam Cole's tricks. Uh, McIntyre tells the crowd, this is over. And he goes into the crowd to send Adam Cole straight to Claymore County. When suddenly, he's distracted by the masked men. They are both here. But who are they? Drew starts chasing them on the outside of the ring. One of them slides in the ring, and the ref is trying to restore some order here. But the other one handed Adam Cole the belt. Drew, I mean, Cole gets up and nails Drew with the belt. The other masked men gets out of the ring. Cole goes for that pin. Not, not this way. One, two, kick out. Unbelievable. Drew McIntyre is still alive, and the masked men sit outside of the ring. Um, watching this contest, Cole picks up Drew, but Drew hits a desperation future shot D- uh, DDT, and he goes for the pin, but the masked men are back up on the apron, distracting the referee. But what's this? Someone is coming to aid McIntyre. It's Brian Cage. Cage takes a leg of each of the men, trying to restore some justice here, and they both hit their head on the apron, and they hit the floor. Brian Cage picks up the masked men, and he looks at Drew, and he says, should I? And then Drew asked the crowd, and then the crowd starts chanting, take them off, take them off. Brian Cage takes off the mask of the masked men. It's the Young Bucks. Of course it is. The new Hyper Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. They told Cole a few weeks ago that they were going to help him, but that was all an act. Cole and, uh, I mean, uh, Drew and uh, Cage look at each other all confused, but this bites them in the ass as the Bucks now have enough time to escape, and they give Brian Cage a double super kick. Drew turns around to hit Adam Cole. Cole goes to hit him with the belt again, but the ref catches Adam Cole this time. Cole turns around into a Claymore. One, no, the ref is trying to get the Young Bucks off the apron. Drew McIntyre has had it, but he turns around. Stunner! Kevin Owens is here. Kevin Owens has stunned Drew McIntyre. We haven't oh seen him since he first exactly what doing. And he picks up Drew, gives him a pop-up power bomb, and then he rolls to the outside of the ring to where the ref cannot see him. Adam Cole gets up, goes into the corner, pulls his knee pad down, hits Drew McIntyre with the last shot. One, two. Three. Adam Cole is the first ever hyper pro wrestling 
world champion. Give me Brett, all of Mount Rushmore. Give me Brett, it. Britt Baker runs down to the ring. The Bucks get in the ring. Cole gets in. I mean, uh, Kevin Owens gets in the ring, and they are all hugging. They are all having the best time. They pick up Cole like he just was the MVP, and the crowd's just booing. But Cole puts one hand in the air, and the crowd has no choice but to do the baby. Cole gets down, and they're all just clapping. Adam Cole grabs a mic. You saw it here first, folks. The greatest tag team of all time, the Young Bucks. Mr. Wrestling, Kevin Owens. Britt Baker, DMD, your women's champion. And the best wrestler on the goddamn planet, Adam Cole, baby. This company is ours, and that is a fact. All the boys and girls back there, get a look, get a good look at this. We have all the gold, and we are never losing it. And his music plays again. And it is just pandemonium here. The crowd cannot believe it, but confetti is falling. Mount Rushmore. They have the women's championship. They have the tag team championship. They have the world championship. Maybe they will get the underground championship. Mount Rushmore is more than just a landmark in the United States. They run hyper pro wrestling. Thank you, folks. And then we just see Adam Cole raise the belt again for a Bay Bay as the feed cuts out. I love all of it so much. <laughs> this is going to be so much to edit. But on a side note, you and I are pretty much doing the same thing, except for you have. When you had the experience in your main event, I was like, mine is the same exact thing. <laughs> it was, we didn't even talk about or plan on it. This is amazing. Ooh, so that is pay per view number one. Should we just add the special onto here? Because you can just yeah. title this pay per views and. and no roster special or do you want to do a separate episode separate episode and let's bank on doing it tomorrow because i've deprived kelsey of not watching adam's family so let's do it tomorrow before i go to work damn that'll take us five minutes uh i gotta take the under on this one we could just do it through text and do it in secret we don't have to do the show Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that then, and then, like, we'll recap it tomorrow. I mean, we don't have to recap it. We can just do the roster stuff in secrecy so people don't hear what we ever do. That works, too. Or, well, yeah, we can do that, but it'd be fun to see each other's reactions. I mean, through text would be more funnier. Okay, let's do it through text, then. All right, I'm going to watch some Cobra Kai or something. Okay, I love you so much, my king. I can't wait to edit this for two hours. All right, well, you can text me with your first pick in the draft. Okay, I love you. All right, well, trade, drop, pick up. Yep. Sounds good. All right, I will text you. Goodbye.